Together, Yogi, it's time to head out for our road trip across America that will scare your pants off. Along the way, with your hosts, you'll be setting up camp in some of the scariest places they can find. Discover each episode a cryptid, a haunting, and a strange encounter. Climb aboard a cryptid camper if you're brave enough. Take it away, Shay. Live from our cryptid camper, I'm Shay with my good friend Tom and we'd like to thank you for joining us for season one episode one of scare your pants off our American road trip in today's episode we're setting up camp in Massachusetts how you doing today Tom I am awesome how are you I'm really really good I'm I'm super excited to be doing this finally recording our first episode what have you been up to I just work a lot that's that's like my life right now. It's, it's, it, well, it's summertime. People are on vacation, so we get a lot, we have a lot of like overtime. And um, but yeah, and then uh, like you said, I'm having so much fun researching this show. I'm very excited for uh, this season of uh, scare your parents off. It's gonna be a lot of fun. What are you about yep. to? I have, uh, so I've been on COVID leave because I've uh, had some symptoms. I'm fine. I've had mild symptoms, thankfully, but, you know, so just kind of being in my house and being in my house. Yeah, <laughs> just a lot. Yeah. That's crazy what you were telling me off the camera. That, that's, um, yeah, that, that, that's wild. When do you, yeah. when do you, uh, when does it end? Uh, Thursday, my leave officially ends and I'm back to work Friday. Oh, okay. So, yep. uh, so, yeah, wow, wow. That well, I'm I'm glad you're not feeling too bad. You know, me too. So it's I mean, because it's uh, yeah, I know a lot of people really struggling, and I I hear numbers are are spiking back up, and there's new variants now. Some guy was talking about a mu variant, and oh geez, so someday it'll be over. Someday, yeah, someday, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> so, uh, you got a, do you have a good cryptid for me today, Tom? Time for the cryptid. I certainly do. I certainly, certainly do. And it's, um, so yeah, so like I was saying, I have been having so much fun researching this and we're in Massachusetts and Shay is a cryptid lover. She, I mean, I, I love all this stuff, but Shay absolutely just adores i i can't i can't think of a word that describes her passion for cryptids so um i had so much i've been having so much fun on the episodes where i i do the research on the cryptids because it's like i'm learning a lot and then like i can't wait because i'm sure she's heard of most of them and i'm hoping to kind of you know find some that she hasn't heard of or whatever or doesn't know too much about because uh yeah there's a lot of great ones so like i could have cho- chose chosen from the thunderbirds or like i like the pterodactyl like things i could have picked some of the sea serpents i could have picked uh the dover demon um you know uh or the beast of truro but we're in massachusetts it's the debut episode it's uh shay's home state um Mm -hmm. so we had to go with the classic puck (gasps) watching 
I love the puck wedgie. I'm so glad. All right, cool. Tell me about him. What do you got? So the puck wedgie is he's he's human like and he but he's short in stature, very short in stature. Um, some say you know completely covered in hair, um, but he's bipedal. And uh, people claim to see puck wedgies near woods, um, you know, either driving down the road, seeing in the woods. And um, they, uh, people claim that, you know, when they see um, the puck wedgies trying to get them to come into the woods, um, because the puck wedgie, um, it, it's said from uh, Native folklore that at one time they were you know, friendly with the Native Americans and then they had a uh, they had a falling out and, uh, so they've been at war ever since. And so they're trying to lure people in cause they're kind of like tricksters and they're trying to lure them in to do something that, um, something a little nefarious. So, um, and that's sort of, yeah, that is a puck watcher. I, I, so What's really hard about the way we do this show is there are some states that I get to do the haunting in, which is super exciting, but that means that there are some states that I don't get to do the cryptid in, which is really devastating. But my goodness, I'm so glad you picked the puck wedgie because if I had Massachusetts, that would have been what I picked because I love it. So when you're picturing the puck wedgie, do you picture anything in particular? So I... For me, I, it, it's funny because when I picture it, it's it, it to me, uh, it's in cartoon-ish form that I always picture him for some reason, and um, I and it's just for me, it's almost like a super. And I don't know if you remember Captain Caveman. Yes. So a super hairy Captain Caveman is sort of what I picture in my head. And it's like, I, I've seen other descriptions and, and, and explanation, you know, in even other illustrations, but that was sort of an illustration I saw. And I don't know why it, Captain Caveman came in and like, and I was just like, that is, but, but human-like, you know what I mean? And uh, so, yeah, that's kind of what I picture. What do you picture? I, so, and I don't know why. So obviously I've known about the Pakwaji. I don't ever remember a point where I didn't hear, know about the Pakwaji from even a young age. I've always been into the really odd and kind of mysterious things. And um, the Pakwaji to me, for some reason, looks like a garden gnome. I don't know why, but in my head, he's a garden gnome and I love I it. I can totally see that. I can, I can totally, yep. The garden gnomes, like for people out there, you know, that you see in people's yards, you don't see those as much anymore. Um, no. The garden, the garden, like for a little while, they were like everywhere. Everybody seemed to have garden gnomes, but uh, yeah, it's not so big, but um, yeah, I can totally see that. Totally, totally. So see. It's, it's really funny because I, I actually think I might know why I feel like that. And there's a there's a creepiness to the Pakwaji, obviously, because he's just this little apparently garden home looking thing that, you know, stalks stocks Massachusetts. But when I was really little, uh, like four or five years old, my grandmother had collected gnomes, not outside, in her house all over the place, on every shelf, every everywhere. Just gnomes that stared at you. There were gnomes, Tom. There were gnomes in the bathroom. I kid you, yes. 
I'm not, I'm not even kidding. So I actually lived with her for a long time. Um, well, not a long time, a couple of years, but long in when you're younger. Um, but I remember I would come out of my room and there was these fucking gnomes everywhere. Oh, no. And it was terrifying. So oh. I think I might associate anything little and human-ish, like bipedal, to be a garden gnome. So that might be the root of it. That's hilarious and terrifying at the same time. Because yes. it, it, like, it makes me think of, I've been in people like people's <clears throat> houses that collect dolls and like <sighs> but like insane amount of you know and uh yeah and then you just walk in rooms and it's just like a thousand eyes staring at you all yeah. at the yeah, it's yeah that that <laughs> that's um that's unpleasant for sure <laughs> or it's yeah sure <laughs> um but yeah so like like i said i when i was i had to pick the pakwaji and uh and i am so glad that you liked it um is there anything you think i missed or do you want to talk about on this puck watching well so I, maybe maybe i just want to add two things so yeah, um, as much as you want as much as i you want. think you said that he frequents or they frequent i guess it could be more than one um the freetown fall river state forest which is part of the bridgewater triangle and the hockamock swamp i also actually want to ask anybody listening that if you have any artistic talent, a little, a lot, doesn't matter. If you have in your head what you think a Pukwudgie looks like, we're gonna drop our email below, send us a picture. We'll share it, we'll post it, we'll do all that stuff. And I just, I love fan art and I love, I love everybody's view of different things. So please send us away. I love to see all your creations and I'm sure Tom would too. Indeed, I would. Please, please, yes. Like she said, we will drop the email below um, and send us anything, any questions, anything you want, you send it to us. But please, if you have some drawings or uh, renderings of what you think of Pukwudgie or anything we talk about, is like, please, please um, send it and we will um, we'll display it on the show, talk about it and, and display it on a, on a future episode. And uh, yes, thank you very Perfect. much. All right, so All right. I get to do the hunting of my home state, which I'm super excited about. Time for the hunt. I absolutely love how much history there is in Massachusetts. You can't throw a rock and not hit something historical or haunted or both, usually. <clears throat> and um, so it was actually really hard for me to pick yeah. what I wanted to do. And I happened to take a trip to Salem, and then it dawned on me what I wanted to do. So I actually want to talk about a spot I'm absolutely enamored with, and it's, you're going to laugh, bunghole liquors. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will tell you before I start this conversation that um, – if you can't see me, my smile is rather big every time I'm saying that word. And I'm probably going to giggle just a little because I'm five. Um, so there you go. But I'm going to start telling you about bunghole liquors. So in the early 1900s, the now well-known liquor store began its long life first as a funeral home, which already I'm sold. I'm there. Yeah. Uh, right. So. I will say that in all of my research, I could not find the name of this funeral home. I've, I looked in every way I could possibly think. 
I can't find the name of it. Well, this was early 1900s, so record keeping isn't what it yeah. is today, you know, and stuff. But oh, that's unfortunate, but that's strange, yeah. too. kind of strange. And if anybody does know it, please again email us, let us know because I'm curious. Yeah, so like I said, it was a funeral home. I'd like to fast forward a little bit to January 17th of 1920. Do you know about that date, Tom? No, I don't. That's the start of Prohibition. Oh, yes. okay. All right. So for I'm sure everybody knows where Prohibition is, but just on the off chance you don't, I'm just going to really quickly tell you, it's actually um, when they banned the sale, production, and consumption of all intoxicating alcohol, uh, liquids or alcohols. Crazy. So during this time, more than a decade, mind you, uh, prohibition led to enormous uptick in crime associated with bootlegging. And bootlegging is the illegal manufacturing and sale of alcohol. I'm gonna take you out of Massachusetts just for a quick second, because I feel like this point is so, so important to make. Okay. You know who Al Capone is obviously, right? Oh yes. Oh yes. You know, he made sixty million million annually through bootlegging for nineteen twenty. Oh my god. That's gotta yes. be like what that's gotta be close to a billion dollars in today's money or something. I mean I I, it I, would I, have to I be. have no idea, people. I just threw out a but I mean <laughs> sixty million in nineteen twenty. Wow. Wow. Yes. Wow. I know. That's insane. So I'm going to pull you back to the bunghole. <laughs> told you. I told you it was going to happen. It's fine. Um, so do you happen to know what a bunghole is? Um, okay. So not what you're referring to. So I, I, I know the, the Beavis and Butthead um, sort of, but uh, as a technical term, I am not familiar with bunghole. No. Okay, so a bunghole is a hole in a cask or a barrel from which liquor is poured. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, so bunghole. during Prohibition, the uh, owner of this funeral home decided to open his doors to anybody who is seeking to consume the now banned beverages. Mm-hmm. So. The funeral home is right near Salem Wharf. It's on Derby Street. And it's there's a wharf almost across the street. So he turned uh, the funeral home into a secret bar. And Sam, Salem is rumored to have an underground tunnel system running below oh. it. Oh, really? Like the whole, all of Salem or just that Depends bar? where you read. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That'd be really yep. cool to get, 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 explore. Oh, wow. Very, very So the portion of these tunnels that was beneath the funeral home actually connected to the wharf, which made it super convenient and effective for obtaining bootleg alcohol. Makes sense. Pa- makes sense. Yeah. Uh, patrons of this bar would often say, let's meet at the bunghole. And this would eventually become the name of bunghole liquors uh, due to the recommendation of actually one of the owner's family, me- family members. Sorry. 
Uh, whilst consuming, patrons would convene amongst the corpses of fellow Salemites. And I did look that up, and apparently they are Salemites. I didn't know if they were Salematonians. I don't even know how you would say that. Salem but they're Salemites. Yeah, I like that one, actually. Um, so can you picture that? Just just hanging out next to corpses with a oh. bombing equipment, the smell of formaldehyde or whatever they use, and the bodies yeah. alone. That that seems like it'd be like pretty 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 unpleasant. Um yeah. I mean I guess it's cold, so that would probably help with like stench and stuff or whatever. But um yeah. other than that, it's and plus it's just kind of morbid. Like, I mean, I understand you want to drink and you know it's prohibition and you know it, it was like it, like I like I like I know a little bit about prohibition. I didn't know the dates, but you know what I mean. And it's like I know it was a crazy time in America and kind kind of like a little bit of insanity that the government did that. And um, but I I still don't know if I'd be drinking next to like like dead dead bodies and stuff. Plus, just sort of the like I I don't know the bad karma juju I would feel like from. I, I get that. Um, if that makes sense, yeah. It it does, but I I am gonna actually maybe give you a different perspective to think about. Okay. So you got to think these people that are in this secret bar and they're drinking. They're actually very likely drinking amongst friends or neighbors family members people they know because it wasn't funeral homes all over the place they weren't like dunkin donuts is now it's pretty much stands to reason that there's a good chance you were drinking with your friends so it's almost like having one last hurrah or celebrating life maybe okay okay i i i i can go on that ride with you <laughs> that's uh no that no i like it i like it like a celebration of their life almost you know if, yeah. if, if it's the yeah all right you never know it's just it's just another way to look at it i no, guess it is creepy that's, that's, but that's a great perspective i like it a lot so finally on december 5th of 1933 this is i can't believe how long this lasted prohibition finally came to an end sorry an end and the bunghole would receive salem's second liquor license that's cool. which is awesome Yep. Yeah, so there's that. been some remodeling uh, okay. since then, obviously, because yeah. otherwise things would crumble and fall apart. Yeah. And it is said that there are claims of whisperers, whisperers, whispering, some soft laughter, maybe the sounds of patrons possibly enjoying themselves from the past. And there's a possibility because they've put up walls in the basement to, for storage and whatnot. Um, it's possible that behind these walls, you might find some some flasks or some glasses or embalming equipment or anything. But I know it's not maybe paranormally the most haunted place in Massachusetts. One of my favorite histories ever in Massachusetts. So I, I was actually super glad I got to do this. But uh, that is what I have. Very cool. I love it. I love it. So it's... um. Yeah, that I mean, it stands to reason why that place would be haunted for sure. You know what I mean? All that, everything going on. I love it. I uh, this was fascinating. Thank you because I I knew nothing about this. So I like this. So that's a lot of fun because like she said, there is so much to choose. She's from Mass. I'm I'm from Rhode Island, and 
Um, this is an older part of the country. Um, there is so, there's so much uh, potential uh, hauntings to to choose from here, and uh, and we're both nerds about this, so we know a lot of them. So that was really interesting to to learn about um, and learn what a bunghole is. Um, uh, yeah, that's really cool. I would like to uh, next time I'm in Salem. I I want to go to Salem this fall if you know the yes. COVID, everything is you know what i mean if it's safe to go i would like to go yep. to salem that definitely uh be a, a a place i'd like to check out because salem is so much fun too it's uh if uh if you do happen to the bunk go to the bunghole i will tell you that they actually sell t-shirts and hats and just stuff really very in a fun way putting where you can get your liquor <laughs> Nice. All right. Yeah. So I definitely will stop by and uh, maybe wear, wear a shirt on a later episode or something because uh, love it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Salem is so much fun. It's so much fun. Um, just so many, so much good history there and haunts and darkness. And uh, so, um, yes, that was that was awesome. Thank you, Shay. Thank, Thank you. you. So. I guess next up we get into strange encounters time for the strange encounter so sorry so again a lot a lot to choose from here and uh in this uh as far as strange encounters go so um yeah I, I could have picked from hundreds and hundreds of different cases and incidents and sightings and whatever but um i had to go with uh it's one of the more famous ones it's been documented on um some television shows um in the more recent years i believe uh even the unsolved mysteries um i am gonna talk about the 1969 berkshire ufo incident have you ever heard of it shay so i will tell you that i've heard of it but honestly i don't know much about it what do you got for me all right so so um this is again it's a ufo um incident and um just so people know i um have just more recently been getting into the whole alien stuff we you know we're nerds uh, for all this um paranormal stuff and um i was doing another paranormal show and uh i uh I started just seeing more and more other paranormal stuff and aliens, which I was never really into, uh, or UFOs. It just really wasn't my thing. But then I started reading more, and then there's these just more stuff happening in the news recently, and I started becoming more and more interested in um, the the whole UFO the uh, aspect of pe uh, paranormal stuff. So. Yeah, so this is the 1969 Berkshire UFO incident. It happened on September 1st, and uh, over 40 people reported almost the exact same thing. For, and these are people from um, some different towns, different families, you know what I mean? Like, it's not just 40 people at a party saw the same thing. This is 40 over 40 people. And what they said that they saw in all 40 people in some sort of... Uh, spin on this sort of description was a dick-shaped craft that performed acrobatic maneuvers 
So, okay, I know you said dish-shaped. Yeah. But maybe it sounded a little little bit not like (laughs) dish-shaped. Oh, I got you. (laughs) Yeah, disc. Disc (laughs) Disc-shaped. Perfect. Uh, a disc that <laughs> uh, performed acrobatic maneuvers in the sky. Um, and this was 69. So, you know, you know, flying there, there was planes and stuff, obviously, but people, uh, they, you know, it was, you just saw a plane flying, you know, they, they didn't do anything fancy in the sky, really. It was 1969. So, uh, this really had people going. Um, and then uh, a large, uh, or most of the witnesses also um, claimed that they lost cr- track of time. And it varied depending on the person and, or if, because in a couple of cases, it was like two or three people together. You know what I mean? Like, as we'll get into the Reed family. But um, yeah, but almost all of them, you know, anywhere from like 20 minutes to a few hours. They said that they all, uh, almost every one of them said they, they, um, lost, lost some, lost some track of time. So, and again, this happened in the Berkshires, which is in like way Western mass in the, in the Highlands sort of it's, uh, so it's, uh, it's just, it's like, it's like large swaths of uh wilderness and then there's uh you know with little like towns and like they're almost like villages you know uh all throughout it's very pretty area very very pretty area so um so but the most famous um people to come out of this uh reported sighting were the reed family and thomas reed uh was his name very close to my name actually thomas uh so they were heading home from their uh, family restaurant that they owned, uh, Village on the Green or something like that. Yeah, Village on the Green. And as they were, it was uh, his mother driving, grandmother in the passenger seat. He was in the back with his sister. And as they're driving, they uh, noticed uh, uh, glowing lights from beyond the trees. And so, and then as they kept driving, they... Uh, they approached one of those wooden uh, bridges with the, that are covered, you know, that you drive through, that you see. And uh, as they were driving through, they um, see just lights just coming through the slats in the woods, in the wood. And uh, they light coming through. And then as, as they come out on the other side, kind of loses some time. And then all of a sudden they're in this uh hangar like airfield uh area and that um thomas describes as like just some of the the way that the uh the walls were they that we did not have the technology they were like rounded and just it was sort of the like the craziest thing you ever seen he kind of likened it to uh light tubes in in those old tvs um if you've ever seen like the old TVs with the weird light tubes, he's seeing that. And uh, they were approached by uh, the uh, the aliens that uh, were, uh, <laughs> they were approached by the aliens that seemed to be uh, uh, communicating with them telepathically. Uh, he wasn't too sure. And then he doesn't remember too much after that. And then all of a sudden, the next thing that he remembers is they're back in the car, uh, 
all sort of dazed. Sister's still asleep, I believe. And the uh, the grandmother is now in the driver's seat and the mother's in the passenger seat. So uh, it was documented on, like I said, the reboot of Unsolved Mysteries just uh, that came out in July of 2020. Uh, there is... Uh, there's actually a replica of the alleged vessel that they saw um, at the International UFO Museum in Roswell, New Mexico. And then this was kind of interesting. In 2015, witnesses raised funds to build the monument for it. Uh, you know, they did it through other, you know, other people that witnessed it, got together and they raised it, go fund me, whatever it was. And uh, they built a monument on a piece of land. But then in 2019 the uh town took it down and said that they never got the proper permits for it and they were mad about having to take it down because they had to waste town funds on taking down a non-approved monument which uh the people uh claim that they got the approvals and you know they knew or like you don't build a monument without people knowing and uh that it's just they they're not too sure why the government is doing that so and that is what i have on the 1969 berkshire ufo incident i i feel like i have a lot of things so yeah. i i find it really 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 hard to believe that they would go through the whole process of collecting the funds and this is many people contributing to these funds to build this monument i can't really wrap my head around not one of them knowing that there needed to be a permit and then you kept it up for that long yeah i that doesn't feel right to me that's not that doesn't really make a lot of sense to me what about you yeah no that that whole that whole thing was it was like it was weird because i as i'm doing the research and uh, um you know i'm really interested in the story and then uh, you know that's sort of like like the fun stuff at the end oh it's on netflix and blah 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 you know and uh that we throw in and then i'm just and i'm like i'm like this is a really weird story like that yeah. they they got it in and then yeah, like I and do you have any thoughts as to why the town would take it down? I mean, I had yeah. some weird thoughts that, I, or I had some thoughts that, and and I was thinking maybe you're going a little too far with these conspiracies or something. So, um, so you might not be either that, or I'm I'm right there with you, and we've both gone too far with them. Um, but so first of all, forty people, forty people saw the same thing. That's there's validity there. There's yeah. something undeniable there, whatever it was. Yeah. 40 people saw it. The lapse in memory and then the vague-ish remembering Yeah. almost feels Mandela or Mandela to me, Mandela effect to me. Interesting. Um, Very interesting. Yeah, it's because yeah, 40 people is just a lot. I, 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 there has to be, like I said, there has to be validity to it. And it really just the way the memory seems centered about it, but 
I, I stand to think if, if 40 people saw it, maybe way more than 40 people could have saw it and they just never had the memory of it. Because if it's this definitive and this big and this noticeable, there's a pretty good chance more than 40 people did see it. What do you think? That's, you know, and I, it, that's, I love it. I love it because I hadn't thought of that. And um, that, com- yeah, like, yeah, totally. Like, like, who knows how many? So mm-hmm. I, if this is the case and it's a, it's a Mandela effect. Um, now, do you want to briefly explain what, what Mandela effect is? Yeah. So it actually, um, it actually stems, the name actually comes from, um, Nelson Mandela. There we go. Drew a blank. I appreciate that from Nelson Mandela. And I will tell you firsthand that I remember my dad being shocked when he died again because he died in prison Mm -hmm. and then he didn't. And then he died years later. So that's actually where the name comes from. Basically what it seems to be, I'm going to, I apologize ahead of time for my description and feel free to chime in. That's about it. Yeah. It's a false memory, but it's, a mass false memory exactly that's ex- exactly what it is it's um yeah there's been there's been other other instances of it people with the movie with kazam, kazam. Yes. yes that's a big i remember seeing that i'm not even kidding you i remember seeing it i i remember seeing it with my brother i yeah, swear i, I watched it I had, uh, I, I, I was in on that one too. Yeah. I, I remember that event. That that's a, it, it, it's really fascinating. And then people in like, and then there's so many other fascinating theories as to why this, why it happens, like from alternate dimensions to, um, I mean, you can really go down some really interesting rabbit holes as to, as to what, what's going on there from, you know, and, and some just completely sort of medical scientific. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really a, a really, a really fascinating case, but I love that tie in. Like that's, I hadn't, I, I hadn't even thought of that. Um, yeah. Cool. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. Um, so are you feeling like time travel-y or what are you feeling? Well, I mean, so could be like I was thinking like now now that you brought up the Mandela effect I mean then then you know my mind does go to like an alternate dimension something like that um but you know I I don't know unless I mean this is 69 and I mean unless it's this is uh some sort of government chip that is just ahead of its time but I mean, it was still 69. I I don't know that that sun could in like, it still doesn't account for the loss in time. It's, it, you know, the, the, the people. So in, in the vague, me- those, you know, the memories of, you know, the hangar and stuff like that. This one's got, I mean, like, I, I'm, I'm almost, I'm thinking this might be a real deal, like 40 people. And like, I'm a skeptic. Um, I don't, I I don't think I said that at the top, but like, I'm a skeptic, but I want all of it to be real. All of it. I I want it all to be real time travel, dimensions, hauntings, just everything, you know, Um, 
but uh, until I experience it, I'm a little bit skeptic. I'm always going to wonder and, and look at for scientific. Um, but I mean, over you know, over 40 people almost, you know, describing almost the same thing. Like you said this and then your tie in with the Mandela effect. I mean, I don't know. What about you? I yeah, no, that's that's where I am. I'm I'm. I'm cautiously optimistic about these things and I, and I do, and I want them all to be real, but there's, it, it's hard to discount 40 people having the same experience and, or seeing the same thing. It's, it's, I really, I, in my gut, this, this feels like a real thing to me. And then the whole weirdness with the monument that too, yeah. like if, if that, if that ties in, like that's, it's I, I, some sort of just, you know, that the town wants to get past it, doesn't want, you know, future generations to be talking, you know, some, I, you know, I, I don't know, you know, there's, there's so, my mind goes a hundred different ways with that, but that, yeah. that's just a, a weird detail that plays in, you know, 30 years later, 40 years later, you know what I mean? Like, so, um, very interesting, very, very interesting, uh, case this was very much so it's a great choice i'm actually super glad you did it and um i don't know do you do you have anything else to add no that's what i get on it all right folks thank you so much for joining us join us next week when we set up camp in rhode island until then happy camping thanks guys as always our hosts would like to thank you for joining if you enjoy the program, please be sure to like, follow, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Find us on Instagram at ScareYourPantsOffPod, no spaces, or on Twitter, ScareYourPantsOffPodcast. Or send us an email with questions, comments, and fan art to ScareYourPantsOff9 at Gmail. See you next time.